You ready to ready to watch some art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Rough Cuts. They're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Something strange. I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something evil. Bury your own. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pet Cemetery 2. No brain, no pain. <laughs> Starts Friday, August 28th at Theatres Everywhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast about good boys and bad movies. This is Rough Cuts. I'm Ilion, and this is my wonderful co-host, The Boyks. Hello. We watched Pet Cemetery 2. The second Pet yeah. Cemetery. And I was going to ask if I needed to watch the first one for context. Well, I did ask that. Correct. Uh, the answer is no. No. <laughs> Nope. For two reasons, by the way. One, Pet Cemetery is a Stephen King story. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery 2 was not written or looked over at all by Stephen King. It's just somebody writing a story in the way they thought Stephen King would. Yes. They're just writing a sequel to a Stephen King movie in a way that it's like Stephen King, they think. They're not right. Yeah. <laughs> But they're not wrong. The other thing is, the, the first movie is all brooding and moody. Uh, this yes. is not. <laughs> this is not in that aspect. I... Like it's not. It's not slow <sighs> and brooding. This is full ham at times. Sure, sure. It's this movie is weird because the when you say like it's not moody and brooding, but it also has like everything is muddied. Like all of their visuals in this movie. Yeah. Is, they chose a color palette that is brown, 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 blue, maybe? Sometimes and brown. gray. Sometimes gray. You get you get yeah. a little bit of blue, gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a wild look for this movie. Like, it's so dark and muddied and everything. You can barely see stuff most of the time. There's a moment in this movie where, like you said, the... Clancy Brown, the bad cop, I mm-hmm. love Clancy Brown in this, mm-hmm. uh, drives up to his stepson menacingly, and you turn and look at me and go, what time is this in the movie? <laughs> what time of day is it? What time of day is it? Can you tell me? I mean, it's day for night is what it is. But, like, really bad day for night. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie this dark and lighting. But also, I don't know if the movie was trying to say that it was night, which is... No. Like, it feels like day for night, except that it's not supposed to be night. So, it's just every time of day. Like, it's this muddy in-between color that you have no idea what time anything's supposed to be but everything is always really gross and shadowed 
Like, it feels like the movie version of, like, the Gears of War style color yeah. palette that became they, common in video games. They went, games. like, super ham on it in editing, and it's very yes. weird. It's a weird decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, let's talk about filmmaking a bit for this movie. Sure. Because I, I like a lot of it, actually, in, in some yes. aspects. The director is Mary Lambert, who has directed movies you've heard of, like... Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, Pet Cemetery yeah. one. Uh, did was it yes. just documentaries, or did she also do that? No, one? okay, no, she did Pet okay. Cemetery one. She did the first one. But the point is, her filmmaking is interesting. Like, I felt like this movie was trying to be shot as a universal monster movie meets early nineties. Like, yes. there's there's scenes that are very clearly reminiscent of old thirties sets. Like, the cemetery itself looks like an old thirties set. It's got the Star Trek vibe of very yeah. obviously like plastic weird rocks, right? Because it's supposed to be this like bog. And so they have all of the like alien planet plastic mm-hmm, rocks mm-hmm. that's like really cheesy Star Trek sets have or like 60s Doctor Who. Like it's that feel, right? Like it it feels like an homage and a love letter in some ways to old like b movie like gross out percent yeah horror movies and stuff that like super super low budget stuff like it's got a very sam raimi vibe to it honestly yeah i was getting really big evil dead 2 vibes yes 100 yes, percent, very yeah. much so but then the part about it that's weird to me is that sometimes with like the way that the visuals are so muddied and brooding and stuff is it feels like that you're like okay was this done on this budget and done like that because it's a joke homage to those bad (laughs) kind of movies like those movies that look really cheesy and bad or did they just not know (laughs) and i'm not a hundred percent certain i can't tell yeah like like clearly there's intent and there's a nod and wink at the camera in for a some lot of, of it, it, maybe I think but so. Some of it, I, I think, think, is just so. incompetent editing. So I'm like, mm, yeah, like the muddy, the muddied visuals really do look bad. Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't. It's hard to see people's faces a lot of the time because they're kind of half in shadow. But like in scenes where it's not meant to be menacing, right? Where it's not, yeah, it's where just like talking. two kids talking. Yeah. Like the the kids are like, you ever think about running away? Like my dad's kind of bad, and they're just talking, but it's like in this weird shadowed lighting. And it's just, it just doesn't look right. It just looks unclear and muddied and gross Mm -hmm. and kind of grimy for no real reason. Yeah, it's, man, it's weird. The lighting is probably the worst part of the film uh, in general. But, like, I I got Evil Dead 2 vibes. I got Howling vibes. Very much like Howling 2 in some situations, especially the dream sequences. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of... There's a lot of animal imagery. Yeah. <laughs> and sexual like, animal like, imagery. It's like if you took the the old Universal Wolfman movie and then mixed it with a bunch of, you know, 80s, late 80s gore. Yeah. And also made it just a little bit horny for the wolf. A little bit horny and very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. God, the sarcasm is just overflowing in this film. There's so much sure yeah like i i'm so confused by it though because it feels like some of it isn't intentional 
Like, I don't know how much of this movie is. I, I, right. I was saying that downstairs. Like, I was thinking about this movie and I thought, is this movie the work of a unappreciated, like, <laughs> better Sam Raimi almost, like, genius? Like, that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or is this just a total stumblefuck accident from an absolute incompetent? And I, I'm not sure that I can tell the difference. I, I'm leaning towards genius, and I'll tell you why. It, it's, sure. it's the soundtrack choice. Because every single song... See, I don't know! Is, no, don't no, but know. every single song is used sarcastically at a laser pinpointed <laughs> moment to be like, this is fucking hilarious if I play this song maybe, right now with these uh, lyrics that are saying exactly what's happening on screen. Counterpoint. It is the most like tropey, obvious songs for every moment. Like yeah. it's all this weird, like B level butt rock from people you've never heard. Like it always feels like it's yeah. about to be a Guns N' Roses song. Is <laughs> like the way you described it. More like Ramones and, or something. Actually, Ramones is in in the movie. It's the credit song. Yes, yeah, it is. Oddly yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. but but, but like it's, it's it's like alt rock, butt rock. It's like Nine Inch Nails sometimes. Like it's got a little yeah. bit of that vibe. Like it's very like, and it just feels like that's just the edgy '90s un unaware like. Because, like, they have Edward Furlong turn into this moody, they, weird They do have goth. the kid from Terminator 2 turn into a goth kid. That's true. And, like, I, I'm I'm not sure. It, it could absolutely, like, that's kind of the genius of this film and why it works so well is because it, <laughs> you could absolutely make very valid arguments for this is all intentional and done in, like, such a stupid slapstick, over-the-top, perfect way because they understand or it could be that they don't understand how funny that is, and these are intentional choices. And right. you can make arguments for both, and I think they both work. And so I have no idea which way it is. I, I mean, so if it's not intentional, yes. then the answer is that this is a time capsule movie. Yes. And yeah. this is just the early 90s, and they don't know what the hell they're... Like, the Super exactly. Mario Brothers movie also has a really fucking weird soundtrack, and that's also yes. right around the same time of just... Was this intentional? Mm-hmm. Did they mean? Did they not know how music was working at this time? And, like, like, yeah. Well, and it, it also out? again, like, like it, it, it feels like a bit of the Prince of Persia two. I always use this as the example, the yeah. Warrior Within, because like it's just like that brooding, edgy rock, like where it's like ah, stand alone, like, and it's kind of <laughs> got. It's not quite that because I it's a it, wanna die like Jesus. Yeah, it has <laughs> that. Yes. I want to die like Jay. And it like, and for AFK. a scene that, but that's a car chase scene. It's just a car chase. Like it's like <laughs> doing this like weird edgy music. And like, that's yeah. either an inspired hilarious choice or somebody that's just like stuck in like the early nineties edginess. He's just having a really good time. Look at him. Oh, <laughs> the song. What is happening? Drew, what is he doing? This whole thing is an experience. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I. 
I'm kind of leaning genius also, but I do think there's a very valid argument the other way. So there's a scene where the sheriff is killing all of his pet rabbits. And and the song that's playing is, you're on my shit list. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. What? Oh, he's killing all the rabbits. Yeah, what? I... Okay. It's because it's gross. So they have to put that on screen. It is. (laughs) That has to be intentional. Doesn't how do have pick... to be. That's the best part. How, is that how it doesn't do you just have to randomly be? pick the shitless song while he's skinning a bunch of rabbits and staring at the face? Because they think it makes him face. look scary. Because they think it makes him look scary and badass. And that's the song that you'd pick if you thought it made him look scary and badass. And you were a moron. That's exactly what you would pick. <laughs> that's exactly it's what really you would pick. It's really funny. It's really funny. It is. It's hilarious. It's it's don't got like the. This feels like a tacked out <laughs> shirt from the nine. Like, like this is that energy. This is like barbed wire tattoos and chugging beer with yep. your backwards hat and like your flame shirt. That's what this movie is. But also like, I don't know if it's doing that ironically or seriously. And either way, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I would, I would like to think that it was on purpose because it makes me feel better. I like to I like to just imagine yeah. that it could be either oh, and it's this beautiful in between ra- time capsule movie. If it was just random, man, they lucked out. It's so good. It's so good. It it's really good. It it sucks that there's a bunch of things that I don't like about it. Like those visuals mm-hmm. really do suck. Like it it's rough a couple times and there's some choices like like you said <laughs> We had a scene where the two kids go up and they bury the dog um, early on in the movie because, spoiler alert, Pet Cemetery. It's about dogs and animals coming back from the dead and then it escalates. The, the first Pet Cemetery is the Creed family. Their cat dies. They bury their cat. The cat comes back. I think somebody in the family dies. They bury the family member. They come back. And then it, it's the same fucking movie we just watched yes Uh, but they also mentioned the creed family in this movie creed's cat and so was his wife it's a full retreading of it it's one of those movies where like you said it's a sequel where the sequel is essentially a remake like it's just the same plot happens to a different family it's like exorcist exorcist 2 exorcist 3 where it's just like oh a a new person is possessed but now it's it's a different possession But now it's yeah. even now it's even worse. Like it's always that. It's that kind of sequel. Um, but so they bury the dog, anyways, and then they sit down and they start having this talk about like, man, like death, man, like what's it about? What's life? Yeah. And while they're having this conversation, they're chewing gum the whole they, time. Both actors have chewing have gum, and it like yeah, good thing they've got like these. Really nice mics right up against them, so you can yeah. you can hear them chewing no, the it's whole like, time. Sometimes that <laughs> just kind of like, happens to people. Never had a 
had anyone die before. But I guess you get over it. Do we want the kid to have gum during this scene? Let's have both kids have gum. No. Should we make sure that we have a lapel mic so we get all the chewing? Oh, yeah. Very important, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Look. Maybe we should get out of here, huh? That has to be intentional because it's so funny. But it's it's kind of it's that part was a little bit bad because it's, just it's completely inappropriate for the scene and it's so funny. There's like, here's the other a thing. lot of that, it, yeah. Like you were talking about Sam Raimi, they do a ton of Evil Dead one-liners, especially with yes. Gus, like like super evil Ash and Army of Darkness. See, here's my argument about that whole thing. So this is your yeah. uh, this is Clancy Brown's character that we're talking about. Yeah, Gus. yeah, yeah. Gus is the cop. Do you think he ad libbed um, those? Like, <laughs> well, I yes, not necessarily ad libbed, but like, I think maybe ad libbed some of them. But I also feel like you could make the argument that no one knew what was going on in this film and understood that it was a joke. Except for Clancy Brown, because I can believe that of Clancy Brown. That like Clancy Brown like saw this and was like, "You read this? Like, oh, this, this is, is a pile of shit. This yeah. is pile of shit. This is dumb. I'm just gonna play it up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it up real hard and make it fun as hell." And mm -hmm. oh my god, Clancy Brown carries this fucking movie. Clancy Brown is so good. He's yeah, like you said, everything he's in, he carries it. Mm. Like he's he's Ash. He's also a huge piece of shit, though. Like, that's I mean, Ash is a huge piece of shit, though. <laughs> but he's he's worse than Ash. Yeah, he's Ash is a heroic worse, yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. This this yeah, is yeah. the villain for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Very no, hundred percent. Then he's it, a monster. It's weird though, because like I expected his character to be the big bad evil, like villain, the the big one, the whole thing, and, and he's, he's just he's just not. And why the big bad evil villain at one point is Moody Edward Furlong. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps changing. It, Which is... Because like, Gus dies uh, as he's... Right. We need to get into the plot, because people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, why is Edward Furlong the villain? Okay, so Pet Cemetery 2, opening up at the, again, classic Universal monster movie, at, in mm -hmm. Dracula's castle. Yes. And they're on the set of a film with... Uh, Jeff's mom, which is the Jeff the being movie Edward kid. Furlong, this kid, Edward yeah. Furlong's mom, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm in this movie set, and it's great because I'm I'm so alive right now and not dead. I love being alive. I love being. Alive. I love my. I love being alive, and I love my son who's right here to watch me right now, who I love very much, and he loves me being alive too." Yeah, and I will oh, never right. die. Oh, why? Weird that we're pouring water over this open power socket. <laughs> if she's saying that, there's a guy holding a hose over a fucking wire, like, yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> she's, like, standing <laughs> in the puddle as she's monologuing this. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's so... Oh, my God. Who knows what could happen? Anything. I, oh, my God. And then they redo the scene yep. that she flubbed. And on the second time, the water causes the wires to spark up, and she gets electrocuted. But she doesn't skeletonize. 
That was the one thing I think they should have added to this scene. She should have skeletonized while she was getting electrocuted. Okay. See, that's an argument in favor of they didn't know what they were doing because skeletonizing that, if they had skeletonized her, then I'd agree with this movie. They they skeletonized, um, what's her face in, in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like they should have done it. They sure did. Yeah. They should have done it. She gets electrocuted real gorily on this, like, Mm -hmm kind of fence around dracula's coffin because they have a big big fence around I, it i guess That's weird yeah she, she needed to touch the fence Gothic set. for for the scene i guess i don't I, know whatever uh, it was convenient yes so so she gets electrocuted and literally one second later they're at the funeral <laughs> yeah one second. this movie goes this movie does not stop for anything yeah and and it's just like oh you're at the funeral now great well, now that she's dead, Gus walks up to Jeff's dad. Yeah, there's a cop there, Gus. And he's, yeah, like, Gus shoving back all of these reporters who are trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, he like, starts Like, get away, get away, you. stop bothering him. All right, I'm going to bother him. <laughs> yes, correct. I need to do that. Listen, I'm a cop. I'm the only one who gets to be a piece of shit around here. <laughs> yeah. So then he starts bothering him. He's like, oh, you're going to be moving into the summer home? Yeah. Oh, that's the plot, huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, dead wife, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like, just making this weird small talk with him. Jeff's dad is shown for a second receiving a call when she dies also, where and he's at like a vet appointment. So oh, they're showing yeah, him he's a yeah. veterinarian. And so then Jeff and dad move to small town Maine. <gasps> did you know that Stephen King's from Maine? Hey, did you did you know that it's, a, it's right. not it's Stephen King? Anyway, and I think yeah. it's uh, Ludlow, Maine, which is also it's the location Ludlow, of the first. I'm sure it's the first so. one. Yeah, that's yeah. why. But yeah, yeah. I, everything's got to be set in Maine if it's Stephen King. <laughs> but yeah, and all the old Stephen King's fans are like, yes, yes, Ludlow, standing outside the window Ludlow. with their sicko yeah, yeah. shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but he decides to go into the same small town and take over the same exact veterinary shop. The last vet left. Years ago, because of what happened in the first movie, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All, all of that classic, like very tropey setup, and it's this old. They turned the pet, like the veterinary clinic, into a haunted house. It's like it's a haunted house. Webs and all this shit. Like you were laughing so hard about it. Like it's all cobwebby and stuff. It's like a Disney ride, like a dark ride. What it looks like one of those like fair rides where somebody in a costume is going to grab your arms as you slowly go past in a cart. It's one of those things. So Edward Furlong finds a bunch of abandoned cats in the back and they get to adopt a kitten. And this movie, the whole time that all of this is happening, I do want to mention that it is like, it has the same vibes as a final destination movie where every 30 seconds, Somebody is doing something incredibly unsafe, just like death flagging really, really hard. Like the dad will just be like talking to him and he's like, yeah, son, we've got to, we've got to set up the veterinary shop. Anyways, I'm going to clean the gutters with this ladder. And he like climbs (laughs) a ladder and it's like really rickety and it like kind of zooms in on like a rung that's maybe half sawn through and might fall but he like goes past and you're like, Oh, oh is now when he dies. And then he like reaches for the gutter and you see a, like a, a sparking, like electrical line that's fallen right next to it. Yeah, and he's whoa. like, 
he's moving his hand up blindly trying to grab something and then the kid calls him so he moves his hand down so he doesn't touch it it's like that shit just constantly absolutely all over the place like gus goes and grabs his wife from behind to like fool around with her but it's when she's like over a stove and it like zooms in on the like gas flame underneath like oh oh, oh, she's like burning oil oh no maybe maybe she'll die right now like it's just like all this shit like that over and over it's really funny it's honestly it's It's really good i love it like uh, man there's so many i feel like there are intentional winks because there's so many of these there's so many but it could just be Again. unintentional still. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. it could very like that's the thing, is it very well could be that they're like, haha, maybe now, and like they don't realize how goofy that yeah. is. The uh the house that they move into, by the way, I have questions about the space of this house and the design. Sure. Because <laughs> they they show a scene where they're moving in and, and unloading boxes, uh, and their housekeeper shows up, who apparently will live with them like a stepmom but is a housekeeper and is not their stepmom. But the dad's interested in her, but not enough to ask her out. Or do anything else in the movie ever at all. She just hangs out on the couch. That's her job. Her job is that she lays on the couch and gets paid by these people, these rich assholes that are living now in this small town for some reason. Which we fear. Like, I mean, take advantage of that, right? It's free. Yeah, yeah. When you say that he's interested in her... She shows up five minutes after they move in, like, and they're unpacking boxes still. And she just is like, oh, hi, I'm your new live-in housekeeper. And the dad just kind of does like the, like, eyes pop out of his head. And he's like, you know, tongue rolls out down onto the floor. And then he never, ever talks to her or looks at her or does anything with her ever again for the rest of the movie. That is literally it. So in the scene where she shows up, though, uh, she's at the front door. So they they have the front door open and there's a screen door. That fucking door is like three people wide. It's so big. It it looks like they're dolls in a dollhouse or something. It makes no sense. You look different than you sounded on the phone. Oh, my God. I'm really excited. Great. Hey, my wife's dead. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Leaves in real life. Something. So what are you? What are you doing later today? Yeah, that's kind of screwed up. Something's bothering me about this door. It's too wide. It's huge. You know. It's huge. Are they really I, I small, or is the door really big? Like... Yes. It's a really weird door. It would make sense in a way if it was this weird mansion, and like. When they're talking about the mom, like she's in this bad B movie, so I thought like, oh, maybe she's just like not well received because like they're moving to this really tiny town and like yeah. taking over this old decrepit veterinary place and they're living in like this the house has a huge front door but it's kind of just run down and old other than that like it's nothing fancy at all right it, it just and so it's supposed to be just a normal house but like yeah. it has a barn door <laughs> what it a, it's yeah it's a really weird door but also, and they've got like a living housekeeper, which you're like, okay, yeah. these are rich assholes, and it may, and you're like, okay, are they rich because the mom is a super famous actress, Wh- or is she a bad B movie actress and they don't have a lot of money? Because it doesn't, it seems to want it both ways, maybe. Because they, the I don't even lady think she shows has up a also. room though. I don't even think she has a room. She just lives in the living room. Yeah, I don't know, but the living housekeeper yeah. when she shows up, even like 
Because I was like, okay, well, maybe they're not super rich, and that's why they're going to live in this weird shack in this small town in the middle of nowhere. And, but it gets immediately undercut because the live-in housekeeper shows up and you're like, okay, that's a rich person thing. And then as they're packing things away, she sees a dress fall out. She goes, oh my God, isn't that the wet dress that she wore to like the 1989 Academy Awards where she got best actress? And you're like, wait, what? Cause she's like, a she, super fan. Yeah. She's a super mom. Like, so yeah. The, and the housekeeper is just weird fan, which they also never go anywhere with, really. Because no. they kind of set it up like she's supposed to be the stepmom, but it does. They don't do enough with that plot line. That's just kind of thrown to the side. It's super weird that this character exists, but they needed something to happen later in the film. So they're like, okay. They wanted, yeah, yeah. they really wanted to have her be like the replacement mom. So that she could get murdered by resurrected mom. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. <laughs> As Spoiler. If you already guessed that. Uh, like it's this movie is the most obvious things possible happening. And that's part of, again, the argument for do they know what they're doing or is it just stupid? <laughs> Clancy Brown came in after that and they were like, no, we got to make this more about Clancy Brown. Yes. Uh, ooh, Clancy Brown steals the show. So anyways, she's there and he she's kind of a weird super fan so she's set up as like replacement mom for this kid kid gets bullied at school mm-hmm. by these weirdos because he's rich and white and has a super famous mom so of course you've got to bully yeah, that no, kid bullies, he's obviously a loser obviously the most oppressed person at the school uh, mm-hmm. also he brought a kitten to class and all the bullies are like hey what do you got there a cat cool can i pet it cool and then they pet the cat which is bullying and then they run well then they do steal well, then the they cat steal the cat but you know like before that it was just hey can i pet your cat yeah okay. i i love how normally you would get picked on in school for bringing a really cool pet and having a super super famous mom and being rich <laughs> you yeah, know all of yeah. the all of the regular reasons why you got bullied in school okay so when the bullies steal the kitten, though, they mm-hmm. they ride off towards uh, the woods. Yes. Uh, and the whole time, the Tony Hawk, like, pro skater soundtrack oh is playing. God. Tony Hawk Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've just got Superman playing they got in Superman the background playing the whole this. time as, as they're riding their bikes. And it fucking it whips. really is. The, the music choices in this are next level, for sure. Yeah. This. Oh no! Oh Jesus! Oh, of course, the person that you bully is always going to be the super rich, like high school, uh, like a person with like a uh, mom that was a movie star, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids that normally get bullied. You know. The people that are, are really oppressed in this nation are the rich kids. You think so. Yeah. And you'd be right. Only slightly less oppressed than gamers. Now. I mean, you say slightly, but I don't know. I think they might be more. Based on this, look at how much they're bullying this kid. Bully stop. Jeff confronts him. He's like, "Hey, where's my cat? Give it back. I left it in the pet cemetery." No, really, where's my cat? 
I just fucking told it's in the pet cemetery. Go get it. I left it over there, asshole. What the well, hell? Well, he man? does lie to him because he says yeah. he killed the cat. Oh, yeah. Pet okay. Fair. But yeah. yeah, he so he did. So then they that this is their setup to like relate the story of like, hey, when you bury the bury animals in the pet cemetery, they come back to life. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe your cat's gonna come back and kill you. Whoa. Uh, Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he goes in and gets his cat and leaves. Yeah, just to introduce the cemetery, I guess. And yep. the legend and the behind it. Mm-hmm. So they ride their bikes back to Drew's house, which is the the kid that is uh, living with Gus, who is his stepfather. Yes. Yeah. Drew's kind of, if this movie switches protagonists a lot, it felt like Jeff was going to be the protagonist. Edward Furlong would just, at the beginning, you know, yeah. the, the kid, the kid was going to be the the main character because it's all about him being bullied and like and him his with mom his dying and, and his yeah. mom dying, and so there's all this setup early on, and then it kind of switches now to Drew. Drew is his friend, but also a friend of the bullies. Yeah, he's, is... he's friend to everyone and bullied by all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially Clancy Brown, as it turns out, because he goes back home and Clancy Brown is and shitty. In a yeah, horrible. He's a cop. Yeah, he's a cop. We didn't. It was redundant. You didn't need to say anything else. He also has like twenty bunnies. This part was wild to me because they also have a, a setup where Drew goes and sees them at the vet when they're first opening things with the cop dad and it's to uh, help with his dog Zowie. And it's like, Oh yeah, he was Zowie, trying to get yeah. at the bunnies and the bunnies scratched his face up. So is he okay? And he's like, Oh, he needs like these corneal tears, etc., etc. And the kids got the cat there. Jeff has the kitten and the bastard cop is sitting there and he's like, Oh, you got a cat there? Yeah, cats are for wimps. Like he's kind of doing this tough guy thing. And it's like, well, oh, oh, like it's, it's even kinda... weirder than that. Like, it's not even about cats are for wimps. It's that he thought cats were girls and dogs were boys. When I was younger, I thought cats were the girls and dogs were boys. Well, that's what he says, yeah. But it feels I don't know it... what that means though. He's like, when I was a kid, I thought that all cats were girls and all dogs were boys. Well, it, because he's a shitty, Is like, hyper-masculine thing? guy. Like, yeah, he's okay. like, oh, boy, like, dogs are hardcore for men and cats oh. are for wimps. Like, it's it's that th- kind of feeling to it. I thought he thought they were the same species. And I was very confused by <laughs> no, what the fuck no, he think, was saying. No, I think that that's what it was, that it's okay. like that kind of thing. And he thought that that meant that all dogs were boys because they're badasses and all cats are girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like that that kind of hyper-masculinity thing. And then it's like, oh, yeah, so like that's why you've got a dog. And he's like, no, I hate dogs. Bunny rabbits are for real, man. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? Like, Because that, yeah. that's where they go with yeah. it. Yeah. Because... When he's at the house taking care of his rabbits, he's yelling and angry at this stepson and he's an abusive piece of shit to him because he's like, I told you to keep a leash on that stupid dog. Dogs suck. Dogs are the worst. And he's just like mad at the dog. And I'm like, oh, oh, he 
oh and it's like yeah man rabbits are for real men if you want when you want a real pet talk to me kid <laughs> like just, i'll give you a rabbit ten dollars i have a sign just, outside hey and hey rabbits are yeah. great pets ain't nothing wrong with a rabbit but it's just such a for like a weird hyper masculinity setup guy they just go in this strange direction out of nowhere with it and it's fucking wild but that night zowie tries to get at the rabbits again mm-hmm so then Gus gets out of bed, throws on his pants, grabs his gun, and f- just shoots the dog. Yeah. Which sucks a lot. Yeah. Uh, I thought yep. we were going to get an electrocution scene, too, because they set I it up. I thought, too, where yeah. He, like, electrifies the rabbit fence with, like, 220 line from the house. No, I, I think the only reason that the electricity exists is because that's how Zowie got the mark on, on his face. At, I guess where he originally took him to the vet and he said that it was a rabbit that hit him it was the fence i guess That's the only thing probably? i can think of i don't know yeah other than weird. that i they don't know why they like did any of electrocute that. him i think yeah. it was just they they like the red herrings of like how will they yeah. die maybe this way because there's a lot of ones they set up and like it's just really don't cheeky. go anywhere really yeah cheeky. they're che- yeah very cheesy too but uh, so he shoots the dog uh drew goes into the forest and sits with him as the dog passes away and a song is, is playing saying, Oh, I hate to see you go. Can't wait for you to see you another day. You're leaving me. I feel you fading away. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's the song. I remember that one. I think it's a Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so good it's like oh no that dog's gonna go away and join a rock band it's so fucking weird and then oh man he calls up the other kid who he's like jeff and they're like okay well i need to bury zowie like but i'm gonna bury zowie in the pet cemetery where it's gonna come back to life i want my dog back so they go to the pet cemetery and there's all of this garbage strewn around like it it looks like they were near a dump. And mm-hmm. what they did is they said, okay, we're in the woods. Uh, try and find as much garbage as you can. Tie as many of it into cross-like shapes if you can. And other than that, just throw it places. Because there's hubcaps and doll heads and bird cages and like old tires. And some of them are like wood crosses and some of them are gravestones. And it's just... This incredible hodgepodge of garbage. It looks like an art installation. It's incredible. It's very Ed Wood. Yeah. Yes. And they set up this whole thing and they walk into that place and they're like, all right. He's like, so where are you going to bury it in this really creepy, obvious graveyard set? He goes, well, not in the graveyard. Duh. We put the set here for nothing. And they just climb out of the graveyard. And they leave. There's this sign that says keep yeah. out at the back of the graveyard that just has some logs on it. And they just climb over the logs. And they're like, no, we got to bury it in the in the bog behind the graveyard. Which is not the pet cemetery then, right? Like, yeah. what? Oh, man, they like wander into like the salt flats. Yes. They just, just bury it. Like you said, it's all the plastic rock, like, yeah. cheesy set now. Like, where it looks like fucking 60s Star Trek or something on Alien Planet. And, it's great. Of, 
yeah, they have like a weird altar there and stuff. So they bury the dog on the altar and then leave. They're like, hey, what's this altar with skeletons and a bunch of bones everywhere? Oh, just put the dog on it. It's cool. That's the perfect spot. There All you right, go. Let's leave. We're done now. I mean, oh, that is their okay. goal. Their goal is to resurrect the dog, so I guess it works. Yeah, that, that night, the um, mom of Drew, so Drew's mom, mm-hmm. wakes up because she hears scratching outside, and there's Zowie. So they wake up Drew. They're like, hey, buddy, what the fuck? You said you were out burying your dog. Then what's this? And, and they show Zowie, who has red glowing eyes and a huge <laughs> fucking wound that's not healed and not bleeding and just like it's like oozing super dead dog weird, like black pus yeah. and like yeah the dog's this... back what the hell it's totally fine where do you come off lying like that i'm burying my dog you think a lie like that's never gonna catch up to you what that's a pupper you're not going to notice the glowing red no. eyes. Wow. <laughs> I. Uh. What? <laughs> are you. You say your goodbyes, mister. It's always going outside, and you are grounded. That's the new law, buddy. What the fuck? <laughs> I. I can't believe that you lied to us and weren't didn't bury your dog. Now you go and kill that dog and rebury kind of thing. Like it's this whole thing. It's so weird that they can't see that this dog is obviously a zombie. Like it's like dripping tar out of its mouth. It's so and silly. Like, yeah, I don't know. All right, maybe guess guess we gotta take it to the vet. This doesn't seem totally right. So they take it to the vet, and the vet looks at it and goes. Eh, seems fine. I don't know. I guess we'll just like, like pack that bullet. Wo- we'll just pack that bullet wound. He doesn't like dig the bullet out. There's none of that. It just like shows this open festering wound that's like oozing black pus. And he just goes like, "Yeah, slap a bandit on that." I think, and then you just take the dog home. I'll uh, I'll send its blood off. I don't know. It seems kind of weird. Whatever. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Looks like a dog to me. And every adult is absolutely yeah. blind. It is the dumbest They're shit. So dumb. It works They're so, so well. Dumb. And, and I that was night, fucking blown away by this. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, but that night, so Drew goes to sleep, uh, and has a dream, but we don't know it's a dream yet. He's he's just sitting in his bed sleeping, and then he wakes up and he sees. Wait, is it him or is it Jeff? It might be Jeff it's actually Jeff. that that it's has Jeff. the dream, because because Jeff sees his mom in a rocking chair yes. At, yes. at his bed, and and then as it like pans up to the top where the head is, it turns into a dog head that looks like mm-hmm. Zowie, and it's just yes. dog headed mom in this rocking chair, and then he oh god oh god, and then there's Zowie in the rocking chair in front of him in full dog form, like what. Yes. <laughs> What? The reason what? the reason why it's Jeff is because uh, since Clancy shot the dog, the kid. Oh God, is it Dave? I can't remember his name now. Drew's the, the Drew. The kid, Drew, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So Drew says, "Hey, can you keep my dog for observation?" Oh, that's why. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to make sure that he's safe, because he's like obviously worried about what this abusive asshole is going to do to the dog. 
and he wants the dog to be safe. It sucks. The reason sucks. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. then so yeah, Zowie is just, hey, you sleeping there? <laughs> Sitting in the rocking chair when he wakes up. Hey, hey you dreaming about your mom with my At the face. same time, is this somewhere around here too, the dad has a weird dream about having um, sex with his newly resurrected wife who's not been resurrected yet and then she I gets do a dog remember head remember that but that that's later quite a bit later but it, it's fine his, his his dad also has as a dream where he's he's you know you know getting down business on in in the blue man groups <laughs> fucking dressing God, room everything is so blue in that scene the whole scene is blue and then as he looks up at zowie's face on his dead wife's body and it's just like but he but he's like oh that's weird Anyway, and, uh, and then it turns full uh, dog. Just yeah, keeps going. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? This movie has some visuals, man. Yeah, but anyway, so they, they do check out Zowie the next day, though, right? And because that's when they, before they took the blood sample, they checked out Zowie again, and they noticed that Zowie didn't have a heartbeat. And yes. the dad's just like, "Oh, uh, it must just not be registering on my stethoscope, which is not digital." In any way. He's like, it's it's just too faint to be registering. That's the problem. I just can't hear it. That's all. I don't know. I'm just a moron. (laughs) What a dumbass. (laughs) What? So that's when he takes the blood sample and sends it off to be like, hey, what the hell? Yep. Right. Uh, And and now, now it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. But Drew is grounded because he didn't bury his dog the way that he said he did when his abusive dad shot it. Which the mom knows. The mom sucks here too because it's like, Jesus. Anyways, but the the kid ends up going, like he texts the mom like, oh, like I really want to go. And she's like, okay, like I'll cover for you. And she tries to let him sneak out to go and have Halloween anyway because weird he shouldn't be punished for having his dog shot and she hides the fact that the kid's gone from gus when gus comes home but gus finds out immediately because he's like this doesn't seem right you're nice to me and i'm a giant pile of shit so i'm gonna go and see where the kid is and he looks in the kid's room and the kid's not there so he's like ah if you're you're gonna undermine my authority at every stage and yells at her and then he runs out the door to go and find the kids and the kids are Mm -hmm. out with the bullies uh in the pet cemetery drinking and telling ghost stories that seems really weird because like they show up at the pet cemetery the bullies Mm -hmm. drop a a mannequin on him that they drop dressed a fake up like mom. his mom. Yeah, they drop a fake mom and <laughs> to scare him. And then they're like, hey, what are you doing here, you piece of shit? And then the next scene is them all being friends and sitting around a campfire telling stories, drinking. Like what? Yes, what? all together. They just yeah. let them they just let them hang out. What? What are you doing here, you piece of shit? Anyway, we got beer and weed. You wanna join us? <laughs> yeah, you wanna join us? You know, I now that we did the prank, it's kinda you know, I don't know. Nothing else. Fun's kind of sucked out of it. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna sit here and get high. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? What? So, so they tell like, spooky yeah, stories. They sell, tell spooky stories about like people coming back to life because of the cemetery. Basically, basically the story of the first movie is what mm-hmm. they're telling. And then Gus just shows up like he usually does in this film, out of the middle of nowhere from the woods, at a random angle. 
because he just knows where they are. The bully yeah. does this a lot too. The bully will just yeah be exactly in a spot. Like for example, here, like they set up this mannequin and stuff, and it's like, wait, did they invite him to the cemetery? And then did did he knowing that they invited him go? Because like he knows these are his bullies. It's just weird set up that they were just going to the cemetery not that there was a party so it's like i don't yeah it's why it doesn't make any sense so gus just shows up with his telepathy powers knowing exactly where all the kids are and he starts abusing his son again and like hits the kid and he's yelling at him and all this stuff so zowie at being the good dog that zowie is runs in out of the woods and fucking rips his goddamn cop throat out correct yep yep love to see it it was fantastic and then drew for some reason has the terrible idea to also bury gus in the same spot that he wants gus to come back to life what there's no reason why he would want this at all the only thing that I can think of is that it's like, oh man, I'm going to be in so much trouble. I better bring him back to life. I'll be, I'll be like, grounded if Gus is dead. Yeah, if Gus no. is dead, I'm going to be in so much trouble, man. So I, like, that's the only oh, thing that makes sense. But it's really weird. So they bury him in the same spot. Yeah. And then, of course, he's stunned when Gus shows up the next day. Even though they just had that happen with Zowie. And he's been talking yeah. about, like, wow, it's... It's a miracle. It does resurrect people from the dead. Anyway, I can't believe it resurrected him from the dead. Wow. Wow. Anyways. Who could have foreseen this weird circumstance? When Gus gets back, though, he's outside of of the house. And he's like, Drew, I can't find my keys. Lost my keys. And then Drew looks out the door. He's like, is that Gus? Oh. Uh, no one's here. Anyway, close the door. And then Gus is inside. He's like, jingle, 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 jingle. Found my keys. <laughs> it's just... Found him. <laughs> I need a shower. Clancy Brown is having a blast with this at this point, too. He is chewing yeah. the scene so hard. It's so funny. And so you're like, oh, okay, so creepy, horrible Gus is back, and now he's extra bad because of all this stuff. And it shows him be, there's a horrible scene where he, like, does some de- bad stuff with the family yeah. and everything. And he's yeah. dude, being abusive again, etc., etc. Then the next day, Drew is talking to Jeff, and he's like, whoa, Gus came back from the dead too, man. Whoa, I can't believe it. You know, the thing that we already had happen once happened again. Who'd have known? Oh, God. And while he's doing that, he's like, but, you know, he was way better now. I think that I've got a dad. It feels like a family. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? And he's like, do you want to come over for dinner tonight? It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, sure, man. That sounds great. And then it cuts to the dinner and Clancy Brown is dressed in his clothes that he was like buried in the desert in so that they're all muddy and covered in blood. He's still wearing them with like this bandage that's half falling off of this oozing pus wound out of his neck. And he's all pallid and with like hanging eyes like, you know, like, and he's sitting there eating food. He's got like the rabbits that he cooked. 
and he's eating it by hand, like just shoving it in his mouth, and like he's got like grease coming down his chin and all this, and it's like it's like some yeah. weird animal, and they're all staring at each other, and then he's like he grabs some potatoes with a giant the serving spoon and like jams it down his mouth, and he's got like this mouthful of rabbit and potatoes, and he's just dripping gore out of his mouth and he looks over at the kid and he opens his mouth and starts spitting all the food out at Edward Furlong. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and they all just burst into this, the weirdest laughing fit for like a minute and a half where they scene. all are finding it funny. Like it's a joke. And it's like, I don't, I don't think what is that? It's just It's funny. What the fuck? <laughs> this is real fucking weird. What the fuck is going on? We're we're laughing. We're laughing. Like, dude, what is going on? <laughs> Explain so this funny. scene to me, boy. What is it's so funny? What was the decision? Why would why this? Because it's <laughs> art. It's art, and you need this to put this on part. film. Yeah, this was the part where this movie ascended for me, honestly. Because once it got yeah. to here, I was like, "All right, I'm not a hundred percent certain whether this is intentionally good or if it's just that they lucked into it." But this movie is fantastic now. Like, because it just, it goes on for way too long and in the weirdest way. And the kids act like, oh man, he's such a better person now. This is, I love this. And it's like, he's this weird zombie man chewing food, like spitting it out at them. And they all think that it, yeah. it made him hilarious and cool now. <laughs> it rules. It honestly rules. It's He's so, so obviously a zombie sitting at this table. It's so bad. It fucking slaps. Yeah, even even like the Drew's mom is mm -hmm. like, "Hey, come on, stop being a jerk. Throwing food stop on being the floor. So weird. <laughs> this like, like... Everybody's just treating him normal. It's like, what the fuck? They're treating oh, him man. like he's had like a weird change of heart, but not like he's a fucking undead monster." Yeah. Which is very obviously what his makeup is. Even while he's in the middle of the laughing fit, he turns in a weird way and the bandage half falls off of his neck and mm -hmm. it like starts oozing pus again. And so like Drew's like, ha, ah, let me help you with that, Dad. Like slides it back <laughs> up over the wound. And you're like, that's that's a weird thing to do, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's goofy as hell. Uh that scene hard cuts to jeff and drew at day for night on the middle of a road just chatting on their yes. bikes and then they they separate going different mm -hmm. ways down the road and at the same time the bully drives by with his cape flowing in the wind on his yeah, he's motorcycle got a duster. <laughs> he's got a fucking duster because he's this badass <laughs> He's got one earring. Like, this yeah. is what I mean. I don't know if this movie is doing it as a joke or if it just thinks that so this is good. cool stuff because he's got like a one earring and a little goatee. Yeah, the the like, 90s thing him... was all about the one earring. It really one was. One earring like, and a 90s. goatee. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Like frosted tips, goatee, one earring, this kid, this duster going down on his motorcycle. Oh, man. That's what but bullies are like. He he knocks Jeff off of his bike, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, you know, gets down into the ditch that he knocked him into and is, is like bullying him and threatening to push his face into the tire as it's rotating. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Gus's telepathy goes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he just and he teleports over behind teleports the kid. into the woods and bumbles his way in through the fucking forest out of yeah. nowhere. He grabs the kid, the bully, and is like, "Hey, yes, Jeff, get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna I'm, bully I'm about this kid. To. <laughs> I'm about to bully this bully. <laughs> and by bully, I mean turn on his motorcycle back tire." Yeah. Wrap his wrap his scarf into the tire and shred his face with it. Which it's uh up. yeah. There's some real gore in this movie. It's, it's all it's bad, but it's a lot of gore. But but the whole time he's doing that, he's saying, What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's like the whole yeah. thing is like it's like the mask. <laughs> yes yeah yeah like he's getting splattered with blood and he's like laughing yeah. with his face maniacally and he's like whoopsie doodle didn't mean to do that <laughs> and starts like wink, sh- wink, revving the engine wink. again yeah yeah and it's god oh, clancy brown like okay my theory of that it might not be it might be incompetence all the way through mm-hmm. does not include clancy brown clancy brown knew what he was in because oh, <laughs> clancy but, brown nails man. this so, but Drew turned around when he saw the bully going after Jeff. So he uh, sees Gus kill the bully, mm-hmm. and Gus yeah, knows Jeff that he saw him do it. it, and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, so he runs after Drew back to the house to take him out. Got no witnesses. So, yeah. so Drew grabs his shotgun from the wall, cocks it, and then as, as Gus walks in. Uh-oh. Click, 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 so he goes to the keys on the wall, and they're gone. And then Gus is like, looking for some keys. Jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Got the keys! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they really liked the key thing with him. I don't know what they... It was and so funny. And this is where it really felt like Drew was the protagonist firmly now. Right? Yeah. Like, there's this long scene, this big chase scene all over the place between him and Gus, and like he's fighting him off, and they have all these attacks and di- different things like that. Like there's this mm-hmm. massive chase and all this stuff. Uh, finally, he runs and finds his mom, and he's like, Oh my God, like dad's trying to kill me. She's like, What? And then Clancy, like when she pulls up <laughs> in her car, he jumps into the car and he's like, like You gotta go. Like dad's trying to kill me. And as she's going, like, what the hell are you talking about? Clancy Brown, like, jumps off the second floor on the yeah. hood of a car. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I'm like, spooky. oh, my God. Oh, I'm spooky. <laughs> oh, shit. Daddy's not done. 
questions. <laughs> pours it out of there with Clancy Brown on the hood. Because he, he starts running after her on foot, right? But but then he's like, no, this is stupid. And Gus turns around and goes gets his, his sheriff vehicle instead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he chases them down. And like, I, th- I thought for sure that at this point, like I said, that Drew was going to be more of the hero, at least one mm-hmm. of them. And then uh, Clancy Brown shoves them into an oncoming logging truck. Uh, or oh, no, potato. It's a potato sorry. truck. Yes. No, it was definitely a De- potato death truck. Death by sorry. potato. Yes. They get smashed head on in this potato truck. I thought for sure they would live. And then... Yeah, I thought so too, Uh, but... They hit this potato truck, and then the whole car gets buried in potatoes, and it shows a leg sticking out from the the mom with a little bit of blood going down through it, through all this mound of potatoes, which is the weirdest death. And they even, like, zoom in on the back tire as he, like... Because he's like... (laughs) Like, having this (laughs) glorious laugh time as he peels out away from the head-on collision. And they zoom in on the back tire as it rolls over a potato and squishes it. Like it's, it's so good. Yeah, like like cheesy he was, as hell. Man, it's good. It's good. And then literally, literally, not even one fucking second later. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see Gus at the funeral? He seemed really weird. Anyway, it's a different day now. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> yeah, it's the bur- burial of what? the family immediately. It's been, like, it's been like at least a week. Like time has passed. Yeah, they really, they they just accelerate things out of nowhere a couple times like that. Also, Dad got attacked by Zowie and now carries a gun because he shot yeah, the dog. I guess. Yeah. yeah, the vet dad got attacked by the weird dog and it escaped. That's when he was having the weird sex dream. Yeah. Yes. So that, that kind of thing happens somewhere around here. And also, even though Zowie escapes and attacks him... He then goes down to the office like normal the next day and this family Mm -hmm. comes in and goes like, hey, I heard you have some free kittens because there's still kittens left. And he's like, yeah, they're just in the back, you know, with the dog that was obviously undead that escaped. Yeah. Uh, Well, he's on the call also with a lab that's like, hey, man, stop giving us tests of dead animal tissue because it's obviously (laughs) a dead animal. And he's like, no, man, that zombie was perfectly alive when I examined it. Wait, sorry, I didn't mean zombie. I meant uh, dog. That, that dog, zombie was definitely. perfectly alive. You know, gash that was never healing, pus, no heartbeat, red eyes. <laughs> All the, yeah, yeah, the dog. That's a dog. I know dogs. I'm a oh vet. Oh my god. And the family in the back sees, like, this big hole in the cage where Zowie was, and all of the kittens are a pile the of gourd kittens, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they scream, so... and he's like, oh no. But yeah, Jeff, they, they find out that Jeff has a shrine to his mother that he's been building in their attic, which is all just to set up a final act. That's the whole point. Yes. And and then we also find out uh, the, uh, so the grave digger, the caretaker of the cemetery, it was, no, it was somebody. The, it was the old, uh, the tax The old vet? Right? That was the, the old vet. That was the yeah, vet the, from the previous okay. movie. Why is the is the old vet running the cemetery? What is happening? <laughs> I no, he's just in a creepy taxidermy office now, and he okay. tells the dad. The dad goes to him and goes like, 
I heard that you had a similar problem. And he goes, ah, you better leave the town. <laughs> Heed my yeah. warning. I'm a weird old guy. Because this is, is a horror he also movie. the one that calls him and shows him that his wife got removed from the coffin at the cemetery? No, sorry. There, there is that's who I'm talking about. Also. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, so there's a yeah. couple of creepy old guys that are like, oh, you better leave town, son. Right. But uh, apparently Gus dug up uh, his wife's grave. Not not his, yes, not Gus's wife. Exhumation but... order. Yeah, the the actress who died. Yes, beginning he dug of the up film. the actress, and yeah. and this whole time Jeff apparently knows this because he's like, "Oh, I'm just getting ready for mom to come back. I'm creepy now. How's it going, Dad? I'm going through a creepy phase." Jeff does this weird what? 180 character turn where I mean, the last scene that we saw him in was getting bullied by the kid, mm-hmm. and he was like, and then running away. A- and being afraid of Zowie, who returned from the grave, and, like, spending a night laughing with Gus while mm-hmm. Gus was bleeding pus. And then he, we see him, and it, suddenly he's, like, pale and has, like, the Spider-Man 3 Tobey Maguire no, black no. haircut, like, with it's it, like, that. half going across his eyes. Like, I'm not even... It's absolutely is 100% he has a different haircut, and he looks all goth, and he's, like, got, like, black nail polish and eyeshadow, and he's like, Mom's coming home tonight, Dad. And <laughs> Clancy Brown, when he... He goes and sees Clancy Brown in the cemetery because he just knows where he is, and, know, mm-hmm. like you said, knows automatically that clancy brown is resurrecting his mom and we don't know why and clancy brown like bows to him and like he's like waves his my, arm and he's like you're the leader now you're here king, you are dark lord jeff. yeah and it's like wait what does jeff know about this is jeff friends with weird cop guy now and just fucking out of nowhere with no explanation and yeah then the mom comes back and obviously the the housekeeper's at home so we kind of have that like she's just like sleeping on the couch like she always does her only job <laughs> and her job yeah there's a knock on the door and it's oh no mom's back so mom kills the housekeeper and mm-hmm. sets the house on fire not yet but eventually eventually sure oh i guess yeah because, no there's a lot there's, more yeah there's a, there's a lot that happens in between thing. that yeah no you're right you're right because so Jeff buries his mom, which does come back, but the vet dad is watching movies about his dead wife being shot. Yeah, for it took me a while reason, to realize that. It took me a while to realize reason. what he was doing, that it was like, oh, wait, these are her movies, and it's yeah. her being murdered over and over, and he's just, like, it's replaying that. And, and then yeah. he grabs his gun and goes to Gus's house. At yes. Gus's murder house. Gore house of blood. Gus's house of Haunted Hill. I don't know what is this house. And Gus's dark ride and, is and what this is. The only car that he has is the vet van. <laughs> By the way, and Gus has like all of like the rabbits strung up because he wants yeah. to make it a horror house. Yeah, like... he made it a horror house. So as he gets out of like he opens the door to get out of his vet van, mm-hmm. uh, then Zowie immediately like Cujo jumps on him. And it starts biting him, and he shoots Zowie and and takes her out. And at the same time, he's like, I hate that dog. I hate that dog. 
Yeah, when he's done getting mauled and they have like this huge yeah. fight and then he it's, shoots it's, this undead dog. He's like, yeah. man, I hate that dog. And you can almost like, uh, ha, 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 like laugh like, track over it. Like yeah, it's, it's got it's that energy. Super, like wink at the camera. Again, I don't, it has to be. It has I, to be intentional because it's so have, bad. It doesn't have to be. But so he goes into Gus's murder house and Gus is like, oh, you killed Zowie? Oh, anyways, welcome to my murder abode. How's it going, bud? Yeah. Oh, and you have a gun, like, huh? This talk, too, about, like, hey, I fucked your wife. Like, there's this thing about... Because he has some kind of weird he had the conversation at some point where he's like, yeah. yeah, she was my sweetheart back in high school. And you're like, wait, these these people know each other? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't even like, know that they... really set up. The Jeff's dad and actress mom were apparently split up. I didn't even know that. Yes, there's a point like 20 minutes into the movie where he's the kid or like 40 minutes in where Eddie Furlong looks at dad and he goes, do you think if mom had lived that you'd have gotten back together? And both of us went, wait, were they, they weren't together? (laughs) (laughs) It's when? Super not set up. It's not mentioned at all. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Gus and vet dad duke it out. Gus, like, grabs his gun and empties all of his bullets and then, like, tries to hit him with a drill saying one-liners all the time, like, no brain, no pain, am I right? <laughs> nah! Do you have a permit for that gun? <laughs> not not. <laughs> Got a permit for this? Let me know if this hurts. <laughs> so who's the main character? best shit and and then he he somehow like the bet somehow gets one bullet back in the gun yeah he struggles on the floor gets one puts it up against his chin and goes blam miss blam miss blam miss fork tries the charm yeah he plays russian roulette with it basically because he 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 almost spins the barrel when he puts the one bullet in like just for funsies (laughs) just for fun and then after he takes out maybe this will kill him maybe this won't we'll find out in a moment Uh, again i assume this is intentional joke because as he leaves he he starts putting bullets back in the gun this was fucking hilarious he's like no i'm not done (laughs) and go and just like triple taps him Yep, you hear another blam, blam, blam from in the house, and then he comes walking back out, and he's like, there we go. <laughs> Nods his head and gets in the car. Yeah, that was... It's so, it's okay, so good. Okay, you might be right. Maybe it's it knows. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> it's Oh, man. That was a hell of a moment. But but then we go back to the house. Uh, yes. The housekeeper has been killed by the mom, and the mom is uh, confronted by vet dad as yeah. jeff is in there cuddling up to her being like look it's my real mom she's alive now not dead at all i told you she's not dead he's also wearing like a bl- am i wrong was he wearing a black like kind of kid tuxedo yes suit thing? He, he like reverted back to the funeral i think it was the same thing he was wearing in the funeral okay it's weird like it's just... trying to do something with like oh my god he can't get over the fact that his mom died and he it's... looks so adam's fucking family out of nowhere yeah. he's just dark lord edward furlong for no reason <laughs> two-thirds oh. of the way through this movie oh right one thing we forgot to point out gus also buried the bully which is important because yes. the bully just shows up for no fucking reason <laughs> 
yeah, the bully comes back with his face all chewed off, and they have a f- now a final boss fight with the bully. Yeah, it's the a dad boss had his fight. final boss fight. Yeah. So like we had, it, and it shifts protagonist because it felt like it was going to be Drew was the protagonist, and then he fucking dies. So then the dad is set up for the long time because like the dad's been doing all this stuff, and Edward's now like Edward Furlong turns into the Dark Lord. So you're like, okay, I guess that he's the <laughs> villain now. And, like, it really seems like he's going to be a villain, like, that he's going to be one of the final villains, and the dad's going to be the only one that lives. And then the dad shows up, and the kid's, like, cuddling mom, and then he's like, get away from her, that's not your mom. And Edward goes, wait, that's not my mom? Oh my god! And he, like, reverts (laughs) back to regular Edward Furlong instantly like it's like the spell's broken and he's like wait you're right she is kind of creepy and weird oh you know what yeah that's my b i i effed up my b yeah Yeah, like oh maybe i shouldn't have raised mom from the dead damn (laughs) fuck i can't believe we did that and so then he suddenly has a change of heart and they have like the big final battle where bully and edward furlong are fighting and dad's kind of fighting him and mom mom starts burning the house down and there's like an axe involved in it. There's like this yeah, whole thing. classic. It's because the the bully brought the axe with him. Yeah, but yeah. So Jeff grabs a live wire from the wall that yes. was cut by the axe with his bare hands, mm-hmm. and electrocutes the bully do. to death with no repercussions for holding it with his bare hands. Well, the bull, and also while the bully is on top of him, he Correct. shoves it in the bully's mouth, and it, he's like, "Take this!" Kind of, he's like, "Eat Look, this!" I, or I'm something not, like that. He has I'm some not an electrician of... or anything, but I, I know feel like electricity. I know physics. Grounds, which uh, yeah, means that yeah. it goes through Edward Furlong there too. Uh, <laughs> like, oh man! Yeah. And, and at the same time as the house is burning down, Jeff's like, "You know what? I think I will leave." Ah, I have an axe, and he axes his way out of the locked door. He solved the puzzle of the the final boss fight, which is not kill your mom. It's break the door open and leave. Yeah, well, the mom screams at them, and he carries, like, the dad out. And the mom's screaming at them the whole time as she's melting in the fire. She even yells out one time, I'm melting! (laughs) I'm melting! melting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she giggles while she's doing it. Yep. And she's like, oh, come on, it's better if you're dead. And it's like, wait, was this set? What's the setup for this? Why does she want them dead? And why wouldn't she just try and kill them then? She doesn't try and kill them. She doesn't try and stop them. No, she She just stands on the bed in the middle of the flames and T-poses while she giggles at them and screams about how she's melting. It's like like they forgot to to animate the scene or something. But it's funny because... uh, there's another like sarcastic thing they're doing with the camera during this because it's like zooming in on her face really close. She's like, hey, "It does the same thing." Come here, Jeff. Yeah, it's super Evil Dead jokey. Like, oh my god, I love it. There's it's a couple so times where it does like a a very fast, quick zoom in on her face that feels extremely Sam Raimi. Like it really yeah. screams like that Evil Dead where they would like cut and then like show somebody's face and just like zoom really quick in on it to do it mm-hmm. like as a spooky face. Like that's like a Sam Raimi 101. It's great. It's, yeah. After the house burns down, because Jeff dragged his vet dad out, uh, mm-hmm. they leave the town, they drive off into the sunset, and as the Ramones are playing we get a montage of everybody that died in the film remember this person they're dead now and this one 
they're also dead. And this pl- this person, dead. Yeah, it oh, doesn't like what about in, memoriam. in memoriam. In <laughs> memoriam, like... these characters that died in this film. It's like oh, it has man. them like in hazy hat, like yeah. vignette half focus things to the like, remotes. Like, what to the yes. remotes? It's like so sarcastic. It has to be. Right. Here's all the people that died. Just showing the kill count. They yeah, all died. That person died too. And I guess she's dead or something. Yeah, they're dead too. Uh. Yep, uh, all run. Dead, <laughs> There's I no don't know. Why I don't know. I, I don't know. I. What is the reason for having like a tiny elf lady that eats candy cane pizzas as she squeaks out lines? Like we see a lot of weird shit in these movies, man. I don't know that this wasn't intentional. It's a beautiful work of art, no matter what, though. Like the one thing that we can both agree on: this movie is a work of art. It it deserves more following. I feel like this film is underappreciated. I yes. do. Because this is yeah. a very fun movie. It's not good. I, no, it's terrible. But it's very fun. It's it's one of those movies where it doesn't do the cardinal sin of making you bored. There was yeah. never a moment in this movie where I was bored in the slightest. Even when I was sitting there going like, this is dumb. It was the kind of dumb that was fun as hell. Like every single scene had something going on in it that you could watch and just be like okay like it it was always something to see it was a spectacle of a movie mm-hmm. sometimes it was really funny and good and sometimes it was really funny and bad but it was always something new around every corner of this film <sighs> uh what a movie so let's rate the dogs or yeah, dog dog there's zowie that's the dog there's just zowie yeah uh zowie's a a pure white husky I believe. Yeah, it, it like looks shoe. like a husky or some yeah, something like, like that. Anyway, cross or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cute dog likes pets. Uh, is very protective of of their boy. Mm-hmm. Um, loves murder killed, and cops. Killed a cop. I I would say at least a thirteen out of ten, which is an unlucky number. So, yeah, I would probably say thirteen out of twelve. Honestly. Mm-hmm. No, that makes yeah, sense. So yeah, like a thirteen, yeah. twelve there for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that's Pet Cemetery Two. What a film! I went into this thinking that it was going to be terrible, and it it was, but in ways that I could have never imagined. I loved this film. I didn't look that Clancy Brown was in it. I might have had higher expectations if I'd known. Mm-hmm. But man, Clancy Brown really carries this film. Like this is a visual movie that we're trying to describe because you really do need to see Clancy Brown's delivery of all the one-liners with like him trying to drill into the vet's skull and like the no brain no pain baby i'm like flicking his tongue out while he's doing it like he is just having a fucking clancy brown time and i am so there for it it's a Mm -hmm. treat to watch this movie like 
even though we've described the plot of it, you still should just watch it for yourself because it's such a spectacle. <laughs> it's a thing to watch. Uh, as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at RoughCutsCast. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you have any fan art, suggestions, etc., you can email us at RoughCutsCast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, please subscribe to our Patreon. It helps us rent these movies, buy hardware, uh, mm-hmm. a ton of stuff to help produce all of the your show. VHS stuff that you've set up. We actually have some mm-hmm. of that there and ready, and it'll let you get uh, the episodes a little bit earlier. So it's true. Uh, but Try yeah, that, that's it for exclusive stuff there for this week. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next time. Don't bury your mom on a weird altar in the woods. Look, there's one place I draw the line, and it's burying Buddy's son. Now you go to bed. <laughs> How dare you lie about not burying your do- dead dog? <laughs> God damn it. God. <laughs> you go back out in the woods, and you bury this dead dog properly. <laughs> you hear me, boy? <laughs> God damn it. All right. See you later. I hate that dog. My whole life ruined by dog.